Tavis Smiley. We're glad to have you with us in this first hour today on KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. Please be joined now by Dr. Ron Daniels for a conversation about the upcoming State of the Black World Conference number 5. Dr. Daniels, how are you, my friend? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I'm just sitting here, you know, at this stage in life, reminiscing and reflecting and all that good stuff. And uh, it's State of the Black World Conference 5, but you were there, Tavis Smiley, with the beginning. We jumped off in Atlanta 2001, and uh, this, however, is the crown jewel, actually, of uh, my legacy project, IBW, and... uh, just uh, heard you mention the name Les uh, Les Brown, and now you know I'm from old, I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. Oh yes. <laughs> when, when I first encountered Les Brown, he had come by way of Florida, if I recall correctly, into mm-hmm. Columbus, Ohio. Powerful radio talk show host, and one of the things he was pounding on was getting black people to register and vote and use their electoral power. So it's just it's just it's just good to rem- to reminisce and to have been here long enough to be able to still be standing and doing the work. Uh, the conference, in part, will commemorate uh we rescheduled it from last year my 80th birthday so i'm still standing and mm-hmm. and still 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 pushing it out so yes all roads lead to baltimore yep uh, april, 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 april april 19th through the, through, through the 23rd that's right yes. that's i'm sorry not, not to cut you off april 19th through 23rd i was about to say so you you you're on the same page here let me let me ask you um a couple questions right quick uh one uh for starters a comment uh we are delighted to have les brown so we did something unique uh, around here. We've never done this before. Um, so we, I created something called a radio residency. I figure if people can do residencies in Vegas, why not a radio residency? So I, I coined that term. Don't try to take it. I'm trying to get it copywritten, by the way, trademarked, <laughs> trademarked right. as, right. we, as right. we speak. Uh, right. But we started a thing called a radio residency, and Les is the first, uh, uh, the first person to step to, uh, to the plate for that. And so every day in the month of February, Black History Month, Les has been teaching a master class on this station, one hour every day. Uh, oh, it's called wow. it's called You Got to Be Hungry with Les Brown, and so every day he holds forth for an hour uh, with a master class uh, as uh, part of this radio residency, and it's gone remarkably well. People have responded to it Great. quite nicely. Uh, it ends next Tuesday, the twenty eighth, so we have got a few more days of Les's master class. But I've been so delighted and humbled and honored uh, to engage him in conversation every day as he teaches this master class uh, during this month long radio residency. So I'm glad to hear you shout out Les Brown. We love having him on here. Secondly, oh, yeah. secondly to your point about at this point in your life sort of reminiscing in our next hour we're going to be uh talking about uh my my friend and brother 98 year old uh, jimmy carter from a president oh, who yeah. uh, is at home now in in hospice uh he will spend his yeah. remaining days at home surrounded by family and friends the city of plains georgia is now holding a daily vigil uh and so we're talking about him next hour we just talked about diane feinstein who's 89 years old announcing that she's not going to run for re-election uh, respectfully, nor should she. But the point is that um, we're talking about a lot of persons in the news who are of a certain age. Joe Biden is now 80, and Nikki Haley's comment the other day that people above 75 ought to be checked cognitively if they want to run for president. <laughs> Let me just ask you uh, two quick questions, and we'll move to the, uh, the the Black World Conference. One, what do you make of all this talk these days about folk who are of a certain age, uh, even though people like you and Joe Biden are still running strong? Yeah, no, I think age in some ways is a, a matter of, of mind, and it's, uh, you know, I, to be perfectly honest about it, I do feel some aches and pains and all that, but in terms of my, my cognitive power, my my ability to work and all of that, I don't really, I don't feel, I don't know what it feels like to be 80 and, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I, I don't think people should be judged on that so much. But I do believe 
that, you know, I'm at this stage of my life, you know, people have asked me to do various things. I say, well, no, no, I'm not going to do that again. I am going to help a younger person do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think it's important to share the torch as you move on. And quite frankly, that's my aspiration right now. You know, I don't want to work as hard as I'm having to work now. I mean, I know you're putting in extraordinary energy, you know, building out this platform. And you're doing it because you want a, a legacy of having built some institutions. You know, mm-hmm. people like Haki Matabuti, for example, who just singularly, you know, the third world press. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm trying to leave something in terms of the institution. Uh, but I also want to be in a position as I move around to be able to just share, you know, what happened in various eras. What eras did we make? What mistakes did we make? What did we, how did we succeed? You know, I aspire to be more, of a, for lack of a better term, an elder statesperson at this mm-hmm. point. And uh, and I quite frankly admire the way in which in the Democratic Party, uh, Nancy Pelosi and uh, Steny Hoyer and that team actually, in a very graceful way, sort of shared the torch with the next generation. Yes. So that you have Hakeem Jeffries and that that team now is coming on, and then you know Clyburn is sort of staying on as the elder statesman to kind of help guide it and whatever. So I, so I don't really think age in and of itself should be any should be the measure of anything. Uh, but I do think that it's it's important, you know, to also pave the way yeah. and, and do whatever you can for the next uh, the next generation to step up and and to carry the movement forward. One, one other question uh, in that regard, and we'll move to talk again about the State of the Black World Conference Number Five coming up April 19 through 23 in Baltimore. And you said earlier, I was honored to be the first one in Atlanta back in 2001. Uh, but one final question uh, about having uh, achieved the age of 80 uh, since we are in Black History Month, and we could spend an hour, two, three hours with you talking just about this one question, but let me ask you quickly to top line it for me. At the age of 80, as a black man who has lived through and seen so much history, um, how are you feeling these days about the state of black America specifically? Well, I, it, it's it's a mixed bag, but but essentially I'm optimistic um, mm-hmm. because I think that uh, we've come. It's like the old folks were saying, "I be one of them now." Mm-hmm. We're showing what we want to be, showing what we're going to be, but we're show, showing what we were. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in this last election, for example, uh, it was in fact a black-led blue wave that checked the so-called red tide uh, that is sweeping the nation. Uh, who would have ever believed? I certainly would not have, and I, I you know, I pray to to the ancestors and, and, and think Queen Mother Moore is dancing in heaven as is John Conyers. Who would have ever thought that mm-hmm. we would be this far along with reparations in terms of cities all across the country, states, um, nations stepping up to the plate, and, and to be blessed to be in the center of that, helping to create and to to help you know mold and shape that is, is incredibly powerful. And I think reparations, as Professor Hillary Beckles has said, is emerging as the human rights issue of the 21st century because it is purging and cleansing these systems of white supremacy and institutional racism and racialized capitalism you know that oppressed oppressed not only our people but oppressed people uh... brown people in particular and even working class people to some degree across the globe so uh... i'm feeling i'm feeling optimistic about you know our ability to move forward if we do it systematically and in structured and organized ways but it's also a moment of great danger because as john henry clark said white nationalism is the enemy of black nationalism you can translate to say translated to say white nationalism is the enemy of black people and these white nationalists Mm. are clearly determined to go down fighting they do not want they want to go back to the notion 
that America is a white man's land as outlined uh, in the uh, Act of uh, 1790, which declared that that this would be a white man's land. So optimistic that we will survive as 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 my not only survive as my angelo says strong men and women keep coming that's it and they are coming and but but also cautious and understanding that this is not a moment to be glib about it we have to be organized as kwame Teresa said in order to move forward you're uh <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because i've got goosebumps on both of my arms now you just raised two names that took me back uh speaking of the state of the black world conference number five which we'll talk about uh, more expressly, when we come forward in just a moment, you've raised two names here now that just, again, gave me goosebumps. The great historian John Henry Clark and Kwame Ture, better known uh, to many as Stokely Carmichael. Speaking of the black world, on my very first trip out of this country, some of you know this story, Maya Angelou, who was like a godmother to me, took me to Africa with her uh, for 10 days to the nation of Ghana, where she was giving a, a lecture at the home and museum that bears the name of W.B. Du Bois. Uh, And I was there carrying her bags, just a young kid, young boy, carrying her bags and just following her around, listening and learning. And one night we were at a dinner table, and at the end of the table was Maya Angelou. And on this side of the table was John Henry Clark. On the other side of the table was Kwame Ture. Seated next to him was Miriam McKeeba. At the other end of the table was the president of Ghana, Jerry John Rawlings. And there was little Tavis Smiley at this table with all of these luminaries. And so John Henry Clark and Kwame Ture, I met for the first time, as uh, was the case for Miriam McKeeba, when I was uh, on African soil, specifically in the nation of Ghana. It gives me goosebumps every time I hear those names, Kwame Ture, Stokely Carmichael, John Henry Clark, and here comes Ron Daniels raising both of them. Uh, but it's uh, that was quite a moment for me. When we come forward, uh, our conversation will focus for the rest of uh, this hour, specifically on the state of the Blackwood Conference number five. All roads lead to Baltimore, April 19 through 23. And when we come forward, I want to ask Dr. Daniels and get out of his way. What is the state of the black world and why do we need a conference about it? His answers to those questions and more when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Let's get back to our friend and brother, Dr. Ron Daniels, on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, All roads lead to Baltimore, April 19 through 23, for the State of the Black World Conference number 5. Dr. Daniels, let me get out of your way. What is the State of the Black World, and why do we need a conference about it? Well, quickly, let me also just give you the theme, which I think is important in answering that question. The theme is Global Africans Rising, Empowerment, Reparations, and Healing. The honorary chairman is none other than Dr. Julius Garvey, who not only bears the name of his father in his own right, is a a, a iconic global uh, Pan-Africanist. And, of course, uh, what we're attempting to do is we we look at the state of not only black America but the Pan-African world uh, is to look at the challenges we face. And when we go to the African continent, one of the challenges we face is uh, the reality of nations having achieved what we call flag independence, but still being in a neo-colonial state. But not only in a neo-colonial state, in a situation, quite frankly, where uh, the resources of Africa are being essentially gobbled up by non-African people, uh, some of whom we look at more favorably than others, but nonetheless, uh, the, the vast resources and what Du Bois called the richest continent on the face of the earth being gobbled up by others. You also have the issue of presidents for life and a tremendous amount, unfortunately, of self-aggrandizing leaders who are corrupt and are really, frankly, squandering Africa's resources. So we have these challenges that we want to to address uh, in terms of how we move forward. 
And internally, we look at the, the United States and, and, and many countries face the same things. We've got issues of gentrification, water is a human right, we've got gun violence, all of these issues. And we have eight of them that we're going to be addressing uh, at this conference. And, and the way we address them is not just simply to bring the analysis or the, in some ways, it's not even an analysis. Sometimes it just became, becomes a, a complaining session of what's happening, what ain't happening, what the white man is or is not doing. We we always do it from the perspective of identifying the problem, but also presenting ideas about how we move forward. For example, one of the areas which you are familiar with uh, is the whole issue of gentrification, particularly by way of the Subway Coalition right there in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Well, what we have done with this area, Damon Damian Goodman, by the way, is one of the facilitators, is the sister Asada Sankofa from Houston. What we have done and what we will be doing is pulling people together from all across the country and the world who are dealing with gentrification. But many of them will have met each other for the first time. Because one of the things that we push is the idea we have to break out of these silos we push the notion of cultivating a culture of collaboration to heal and empower black families, communities, and nations. And so we want to have build a network and a resource center among folks so that they can, in fact, work with each other to actually challenge it and build out. The same thing as water with a human right. we got people coming from around the world who are, where there's efforts on the part of major corporations to privatize water. Uh, and of course, we know the crisis as it went down in Jackson, Mississippi, and in all and many countries, uh, places around the U.S. So, uh, similarly, we not only will we be laying out what the crisis is, but how do we work together in order to bring about solutions? The other thing that's so powerful about this conference, because the first one, even that you came, remember we had David Commission. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know there was a reparations commission in. In, in, in Barbados. Well, he's now an ambassador, but also we have invited his prime minister, the Maya Moore Motley, the first woman prime minister of Barbados to come. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the, in the nation of uh, Colombia, a lot of people don't know there are more black people in Colombia than any other nation other than Brazil in this hemisphere. There are over 5 million Afro-descendants in, in Colombia. Well, they've just elected a new, within the last six months, a new vice president. Francia, Mar- Francia Marquez is a VP. She's invited. Also, the vice president, the uh, prime minister of, of, of um, Grenada. And I can announce today we have confirmed the president of Ghana will be at the State of the Black World Conference, mm. uh, President Adu. And he is emerging as the sort of the, at the level of state power champion, the champion for, for reparations. So this is going to be, as I said before, a, a huge conference. Yes. And what we want to do is make sure we get the word out and people get early registration and so forth. So we're driving people to the website, ibw21.org, ibw21.org, uh, so that people can, you know, can get the information in full in terms of the full schedule. Let me just quickly say also, and you're familiar with this, when I mention Grenada, the reason why that's important is because of the Grenada Revolution, the fact that Maurice Bishop and the People's Revolutionary Government was, back in the day, a shining beacon of hope and promise in terms of progressive politics. In fact, when it was aborted and Maurice Bishop was eventually killed, the whole CIA book on it was they were fearful that this small nation would become the English-speaking version of Cuba. Well, with the person who was the press secretary for Maurice Bishop was Don Rojas. Don Rojas is the director of international communications and international relations for IBW now. 
a new young prime minister has emerged in Grenada who is pro-bishop, and next year they're going to have a full month celebrating the life mm. and legacy of Maurice Bishop. He is coming yes. to the State of the Black World Conference to do a tribute to Maurice Bishop. This is a conference that no one needs to miss, and certainly we appreciate you giving us the opportunity to talk no. about it. Wish you could be there, but no, you, you're stuck. You're stuck doing this good work this way, but... <laughs> We appreciate you building out this mechanism so that people can hear about it and therefore rally to be where they need to be. Now you have all the details about the conference, April 19th through 23 in Baltimore. Uh, one or two other quick questions when we come forward before we lose. Dr. Ron Daniels talking about the State of the Black World Conference 5 on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, Dr. Ron Daniels, I only have literally less than three minutes left in this conversation, but uh, it was only months ago, it seems, that we celebrated the 50th anniversary of the National Black Political Convention that happened in Gary, Indiana. What do you think the legacy of that conference was or is 50 years later? Well, the legacy is, among other things, uh, prior to that conference, uh, I forget the number of elected officials we had across the country. It was probably less than 1,000. Uh, uh, immediately what happened, it was almost like the Manchester Conference for uh, Pan-Africanism. People just returned from that conference determined uh, to elect more black people all across the country, and we did. Uh, the other legacy, which is a legacy that we hear now, we hear black agenda, black, black agenda, black agenda. You didn't hear people talking about a black agenda much prior to Gary. Gary put out the notion that we should have a black agenda, and you certainly have been on this case as well, that we have an agenda that's not just about personalities. It's mm -hmm. about what are the, in fact, it is more about the issues and what people stand for uh, whatnot. So I think those are two lasting legacies. And, in fact, we really need to reinvigorate this idea of, of a participatory process by which people come together and outline these agendas in our community uh, as we move forward. So that is, yeah. we are, we're commemorating that 50 years since Af African Liberation Day, 50 years since the Gary Convention, as well as uh, 20 years since uh, the founding of IBW and, of course, my 80th birthday. And, and have, let me quickly just say, sure. you've got some bad people right there with you who also are going to be at the State of the Black World Conference because Baba Akili is going to be oh, helping yeah. facilitate the session on, on water as a human right. And Black, Black Lives Matter grassroots, sister, bad sister, Dr. Melina Abdullah, mm -hmm. is going to be helping to facilitate a session called Making Black Lives Matter. So you'll be hanging out with some good no, people. You got, you got some good Californians coming your way. I know Baba Akili is going to be there. Melina Abdullah will be there. Julianne Malvo will be there here oh, in California yeah, right. as well. So you got some great Danny Black Californians. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Glover, of course. You got some great Black Californians headed your way. And I regret that I can't be at this one. But you understand, as you mentioned earlier, I'm here trying to elevate KBLA Talk 1580. But if you, very quickly, if you have never heard about the National Black Political Convention 50 years ago, now 51 almost, um, just Google it and read about it, and you'll be empowered by what black people did then and what we can do on the other side of the State of the Black World Conference 5, April 19 through 23 in Baltimore, Maryland. Dr. Dennis, I got to run. I love you, sir. Stay strong. All right. Appreciate it. A conversation about Jimmy Carter when we come forward in hour two on KBLA Talk 1580.